Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield with you. Of course, on Twitter, it is at yourtechreport, facebook.com, slash yourtechreport, and of course, the pages of yourtechreport.com. Oh, and our email address, contact at yourtechreport.com. So, Mark, uh, on last week's show, we did something that we have never done before. It was a request. We got plenty of requests to actually review a certain product. And we did something that we've never done before, which is a live unboxing on our show. And we had a blast. And, Mark, the product was Loot Crate. Um, and for those you know, those who are listening, if you didn't catch last week's show, Loot Crate is a fantastic service. It's a monthly subscription service where you get a mystery box once a month. You don't know what's inside. It usually has a theme having to do something with pop or geek culture, comic books, video games, uh, and, and you don't know what you're getting every month. And every month, like I said, for under 20 bucks, including shipping and handling, you get these great boxes every month filled with fantastic loot. And as promised, we brought the co-founders on. This week, we're going to be interviewing the co co-founders of Loot Crate. So we're very happy to have on our show, Chris Davis, Matthew Arvalo. Thank you so much for coming on the show this week. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. No, no, we're, we, we had so much fun doing the unboxing. We had to have you guys on. Let's start off with the very basic. You guys, you guys started this service. What made you guys, how did you guys come up with the idea? And how, what were the beginnings of the company? How did you guys come up with this? So, you know, I, I had been working on a, a fun energy snack product, and there was a hackathon in L.A. Uh, that had come up. And, you know, the, the kind of the general concept had come to my, my mind about two weeks prior to that. And I think everyone always surprised people. Matt and I did not meet until the day we launched the company. So I, I pitched the idea at, uh, at this hackathon, um, and Matt immediately came up after the pitch and said, "This is I love this idea. Let's let's build this." And so, um, you know, in that 24 hours after that after that pitch, we had a website live and we're you know taking lots of signups right away. Like this has a lot of legs. Our first subscribers came in a couple of minutes after our first tweet. And uh, we've been growing it since. Well, that, that's what's so amazing about this. I mean, social networking, the buzz about you guys for a long time has been incredible. And like you said, social networking being what it is in recent days, it caught on like wildfire. Uh, the next question I had was, you know, well, I'm not going to go into the selfish things, which is the things that I love individually in the boxes that you guys put out. But how do you determine what goes into every loot crate each month? Is it based on what you guys like? Is it customer input? Kind of a balance of both. What determines what goes into every monthly crate? Yes, it's a, it's a mix of different items uh, and different input. You know, we, we obviously listen and survey all of our subscribers, and we're on all of the different social channels you can think of, from Snapchat to, to Facebook, and we're always kind of getting feedback and just kind of seeing what people are interested in. We also keep an eye out on things that we think might be a little bit of ahead of being, you know, very popular, but are starting to kind of, kind of grow so we can introduce those to our audience. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, between all of the customers that we have and looters out there, plus a really awesome team we put together here that, that are all different types of geeks and gamers, um, it really all goes into the mix. And uh, it, it leads to some debate sometimes, but in the end, we're all trying to do everything we can to make sure the experience is as, as great as possible. Yeah, I think just to follow up on that, I think it's, it's part art, part science. One of the key things we do is make sure we cover a really broad spectrum, and so we'll do kind of major franchises as well as, you know, kind of indie anime and gaming and web series to kind of get a good mix. And we put that as a way for, for looters to discover kind of new, cool, interesting things. What, one of the things that you notice when you open uh, Loot Crate is that 
the customer always gets stuff that's pretty much a higher value than what they've spent. How are you able to actually do that? Are you able to actually make money off each one? How do, uh, it's, it just amazes me that you open this box, you've spent you know a minimal amount of money, and suddenly you're like, okay, this is you know this, this T-shirt alone is worth more. Yeah, that's 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 been one of the big you know one of the big parts of the experience is how do we go out and find amazing deals so we get you know fifty plus dollars of retail value in the box. Um, so that's you know a lot of it is you know working with partners, helping them understand the value of the experience that the looters have and that sharing and kind of the unboxing experience you have by, by kind of working with us, you get this to be a part of this really kind of fun, engaging mystery box experience. And so that value component, uh, we think is a lot of fun because it is a mystery box. And so you need to feel like, you know, you're getting a really awesome mix of items and value for that subscription. My, my first experience with Loot Crate was walking in my office, and there's a lot of people in my office space, and you know, a couple people had a, a Loot Crate on there delivered that day, and I'm like, what is that? Um, obviously, <laughs> so that was my first experience with Loot Crate. Are you marketing traditionally at all? Is it all just word of mouth and social? Uh, so, you know, uh, when we first started out, you know, we, because we grew this from, from nothing, we had to utilize a lot of word of mouth advertising, and we had to try and do everything we can to make sure that the items in the box are things that people want to share and want to show off. That still happens today. And, you know, we couldn't be happier with all the photos that people share online on Instagram and uh, on their social networks just showing off the, the items they have. But we also work with partners and, and have relationships with, uh, you know, some, some people out there to kind of get the word out as well. So it's changed as the company's grown over the past couple of years, but that still is a, a really heavy component of it. And we do everything we can to make sure that there's no friction around people being able to give their feedback, that they can, they have all the resources they need in order to tell other people about the stuff they have in the crate. Yes, yeah, we definitely supplement the word of mouth with all the, you know, kind of core traditional online paid marketing channels. Um, we try to make it, you know, we don't, we don't want to have any kind of stale banner displays and stuff. So because each new month has a new theme, we can really do really fun and fresh creative on any of the kind of paid, um, paid advertising we do, but word of mouth is really the key. If the product's not fun and shareable, the paid channels aren't going to work that well anyway. Do you find that you're, um, you're still actively going out seeking product, or has the table turned a bit and people coming to you? It definitely, you know, Matt, Matt and I went to our first toy fair a few years ago, and we're like lost puppies walking around trying to figure out you know, how to get into the Lego booth or the Mattel booth. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's changed a lot. So now... You know, we've done probably between the two of us 50 or 60 uh, comic and industry shows. Um, and so we know, we, you know, we, we have a lot of good friends now and know a lot of folks, so it's a lot easier. But, you know, end of the day, you still need to kind of walk around and see what's new and interesting. We always love finding kind of the indie artists and artist alley we don't know about and seeing how to work them into the box. So it's always that kind of work where we feel like, you know, the, the box itself with the mystery unboxing is kind of what that treasure hunt vibe. And so we have to go right. out and kind of look for products that evoke that same, you know, response from us. And if you are just joining us, we are talking with Chris Davis and Matthew Arvalo, co-founders of Loot Crate. Guys, one of the things I didn't mention in last week's unboxing, because I knew you guys weren't going to be coming on, I wanted to talk about the Mega Crate, perhaps one of the coolest things that you guys do. Could you talk a little bit, and, and I've seen what comes in them, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, could you guys talk about the Mega Crate and uh, what people could possibly get? Yeah, well, the Mega Crate is a uh, feature that we have every month where we curate a bunch of really awesome items. And, you know, these days, 
some one-of-a-kind items, including signed artwork, uh, limited edition stuff that you know may have been uh, really, really hard to get. And the value is generally $2,000 plus. And it's kind of just this uh, really cool thing that you can share with your friends. And we, we pick a random winner once a month in order to, to win that prize. Uh, we also do something called Mini Mega Craze, which kind of opens it up for a, a more people. And that could be like 50 to 100. And in the past, we've worked with companies like Nintendo, and we were able to get the whole Nintendo figure set, the Wii U, um, a DS, you know, all of that uh, as giveaways for people just to show kind of appreciation for sharing and for, for being a part of the community. Oh, I saw, I, I saw, I guess, in one, I don't know if it was last month, I saw this incredible Hulkbuster statue that you guys had in the Mega Crate. And of course, I was drooling and thinking, why couldn't I have gotten that Mega Crate? And another thing, one of the, one of the last things I wanted to touch on was it wasn't that long ago, guys, where uh, the word geek or geek culture. It, it was sort of, you know, it was sort of up and coming, but it was still on the outside looking in. And if you were at a party, eh, people maybe weren't so into it. Now, if you're at a party and you're talking with your friends about video games, comics, the latest pop vinyl figures, and someone walks over, they don't know what you're talking about. They're kind of the outsiders. Now, we've seen this great transition where geek culture has become really part of pop culture and more mainstream. Is this like a cool transition that we're seeing now? And it, it's kind of cool that that's, that's come full circle, isn't it? Yeah, no, we, I mean, we see it in a big way, and I think it's been awesome for us on the, you know, the products that companies are making to reflect that, too. So there's just these really kind of high-quality, wearable, awesome, usable products that allow you to, to be a fully grown flesh geek and, <laughs> and be wearing really cool, quality things or sharing them. And so we've seen it. You know, it's fun now when we go out with, I mean, as you can imagine what our offices look like or what our wardrobes look like. We go out now again. It's just fun to have. We have all these serendipitous conversations at Starbucks or while you're on a hike, and, and, and people are kind of wanting to engage. And it's a really fun way to kind of be out in the world and meet people. And, and it is like it's this kind of intellectual group that really wants to chat and engage. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, what what really drives us is that that community aspect and that experience. You know. We, uh, we went from, you know, just shipping out to a few thousand people, you know, a month to where we are now, which is a very large number. And in <laughs> a sense, you know, we've, we've helped kind of break down some of those uh, challenges of people wanting to kind of feel like, you know, they're, they've got, they're really passionate about what they're interested in, but they don't really have an outlet to do it. From the very beginning, we built the Loot Crate community to be for every type of geek. We don't brand it as like five geeks, four geeks. It's just... Geek and gamer pop culture items. So you can be somebody who loves Harry Potter or Transformers, and we have a, a community there that extends out to. Do, did, will the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.